Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down, when you're strange. Hey everyone, we're back. I'm Travis McFalls. And I'm James Hamilton. It's good to be back behind the mics with you again. It's been an eventful week, I know, certainly for myself. Uh, Jim, how have you been? I'm fabulous. We're going to get two of these out on time, on schedule. Yeah, imagine that. We're starting to hit a groove, a routine. Yeah, I, I, I bring the redundancy up between this and the last episodes just because we finally have a redundancy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though it's two. <laughs> streak starts somewhere. Yeah, streak does have to start somewhere. So let's keep it going. Let's keep it moving. So I'm trying to think. What's been going on in your life? Hmm. I did do something very cool on Saturday. Okay. I went to the Twin Cities Burger Festival. The Burger Festival? Yep. Where was that at? So in uh, the Twin Cities, uh, the, the town's basically split the east side is St. Paul, and the west side is St. Paul. That would be Minneapolis. Right. Uh, well, yeah, the, the west side is Minneapolis, the east side is St. Paul. So on the east side, we went down to Harriet Island, which is kind of a, I don't know, it's a little park on the river, the, I think it's the Mississippi River. And uh, they turned the island or a portion of the island into like a little fair okay. full of tents and food. And Do you have to take a boat to get out there? Nope. No, and I don't. Not even completely sure why they call it an island because it's not totally surrounded by water. Right, an uh, island is surrounded by water yeah. typically. Yeah, they, you know, bad call. It's a bad call. <laughs> but if someone says Harriet Island, that's where you're headed. Okay. But um, we bought the tickets way in advance. My sister and her husband were going, and she wanted to know if my wife and I wanted to go. So she bought tickets, and I was like. You know, kind of one of those things like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go to the uh, fair. Yeah, and you're not even thinking about it. And then the time comes and you're like, oh, shit, I got that thing to do. And that's what happened. <laughs> so how much were tickets? So how much is tickets to a burger fest? So I, uh, I did ask her that before we went. Yeah. $57 a ticket. It's a bad call. <laughs> $57 a ticket. And when I was thinking burger festival, I'm thinking I go to a stand and they hand me a burger. Yeah. So, um... $57 burger. I hope you get fries with that. Well, some places did give you a couple onion rings, but mostly you got quartered sandwiches to try, so you get just like one little quarter of a burger. Like, like, did they have the toothpick going through it? Yeah. They like dead on. Appetizer dead on. style? Yep, you're dead on. Okay. Nailed it. All right. And, uh, you know, four quarters makes a pretty big burger. And so if there's 27, 30 stands, you're not going to make it through all of them unless you're... You're not going to eat $57 worth. No, you're not. So my wife and I ate three burgers for $114. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Yep. And I did get to try some and it was fun and it was different. And she kept saying that to me because I'm driving down there and it is, you know, there's traffic and... And I don't know, I'm trying to like prepare myself emotionally for figuring out like where I want to park and dealing with crowds and you know, all those anxieties of just wanting to get settled. Yeah, that apparently only I get. <laughs> In my defense, uh, this is 5,000 people in an area the size of maybe a, a neighborhood block. Right, on an island. <laughs> right. In, in, in kind of near the, ri- down by the river. <laughs> and they... Uh, they have no parking is the thing about Harriet Island. You don't know where you're going to park or where you're going to, I mean, all the streets So you have to blocked. like park like somewhere in like St. Paul or something and hoof it? And hoof it. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's great for if you're about to like load your belly with burger. Yeah. And there's very industrial near this area. So it, you know, it's just, it's a headache. And so we're going down there and like she can kind of detect my mood starting to kind of wane, you know, kind of suck. Yeah. yeah. And, and she's like, what's the matter? I'm like, well, you know, if this was $50 cheaper, I'd gladly swallow the loss (laughs) and just not even deal with all this bullshit. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Let's do something different. You know, you're going to, you're going to ruin it and you're going to, you're going to make, make this bad for me. So per usual, 
Yeah. How do I, how do I turn, how do you, can you do this? Can you be talking to your spouse and be in a progressively negative downturn in your mood and have her tell you not to do that and your mood gets better? No, usually it gets worse. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a girlfriend or anything right now, but thinking back to when I was in relationships, yeah. Oh, you're going about this all negative. You've got the wrong outlet on the outlook on it and just you know, what are you what, You're right, baby. Things are gonna be just nifty swell. Okay, let's go to the fair. Would you I, even get that out? Would you even get that out to her and like if the roles were reversed and her mood was getting bad? Would you be able to say, you know, you needed to, you know, and get into the whole diatribe about how she needs to improve her mood so you have a better time? Would that even happen? No, I'm just like, okay, she's in a sucky mood. I'm going to be quiet. Let's listen to some music. My wife wouldn't even let me do that. Like if I started down the road, she'd just cut me off and be like, look, I just need to work myself out of this and let's just, you know, and that's how I feel. Yeah. And I think that's the way anyone is. That's why I let them, I just quiet, they'll work through it. By the time we get there, they'll be they'll be ready. They'll be fine. Presentable. You know, sometimes they get up for it. And then sometimes they get in there, and within five minutes, they're like, oh, this doesn't suck as bad as I thought it would. I mean, myself included. Hey, all right, let's, let's go have a fucking kick-ass time. Other times, you're just like, well, not my bag, but eh, my partner's happy, so cool. I'm happy, I guess. Yeah. It's okay. make, you know, it's making her happy, so it makes me happy there was another dynamic to it though okay um so we were gonna go meet my we were gonna go down with my sister and her husband to do all this and since the time we bought the tickets to the night of the event they've gotten into a little thing a little little lover spat yeah they were they were best friends before my wife and i got together that's actually how i met my wife and so over the last decade and a half oh you mean your wife and your sister we're best friends before we got together oh okay so not a lover's quarrel then that would have been yeah no no my okay. sister i thought and you my meant, wife okay i thought you meant your sister and your brother-in-law no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. That, that happens all the time. That's fun to watch. But in this case, it's my wife and my sister. And that's not fun because you have to live with your wife. Well, so it's my very sister. Much, yeah, and it's very much in your house. Yeah. Whereas with your sister is just, you know, off bickering with her, with her husband. Eh, you can kind of sit back, laugh at it, turn the remote off when you're done with the program. I don't know if that would work. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> my, my sister's got gusto. Okay. She's very, she's like a five foot one tornado. <laughs> that doesn't mean she's bad. Would that she be a tornado wants, or a cyclone? Definitely a tornado. Okay. A cyclone if we go west. Okay. Or is it south? The, uh, the thing about it is she grew up with myself and my other brother and my other brother. So she had three older brothers and my little sister doesn't take any shit. Okay. So she's the youngest. Right. Okay. So my wife, she has three older brothers, and mm. she is also the youngest. Mm. So therefore, yeah, it's a recipe for besties. <laughs> so they're best friends growing up, and they have, they have a beef, okay? All right. And my, from my sister's point of view, we're blood. Right. You got to take my, my side. my best friend. We're blood. <laughs> you know I'm right, right? <laughs> and then from my wife's standpoint... There is only one standpoint. Right. I am your wife. You are behind me. Period. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ooh. And so they're not talking, as girls don't talk. Mm. And we're at this little event, and all of the food stands are on the perimeter. Okay. So all the audience is in the center. Oh, man. So you're being packed together. Well, and, and how do you, and you're, you're all moving in a circle. Eventually, you're going to run into one another, right? Wait, so you guys are like, you guys go to this event together, like the, as a group. No. And then you, oh, we go separate. Oh, we go separate. And it's only from five to eight. It's a consolidated time. This so, whole thing's going. So, down. like in the girls' heads, do they think that that, that they're not going to see each other at this little thing? Well, my sister. It was my sister's idea for us to go. So I think my sister wanted us to just not show up because this was kind of her thing. And you're like, dude, I just spent fifty seven bucks ahead. Right, and it was difficult to sell the tickets. Like we could sell one ticket, or there was all this maybe stuff. And then my wife was going to maybe go with my mother in law because I had to work on Saturday, and so it was all very last minute when it came together. Yeah, you know, I'm not coughing up one fourteen for Burger Fest. Next year, you will. 
I'm not. We sell a few t-shirts on the show. We're, we're to the Burger Fest. You just said it sucked. Why do I want to do that? Well, I think as a single guy, you'd think it didn't suck. Oh, okay. For me, it's far less, it's simply about the food. Okay. I, I don't really have the, the, the rubbernecking creep lurch when I'm with my, even when I'm not with my wife. Like, I've been caught. Wait a minute. So you're saying I'm a rubbernecker? You're, good, you're single. Yeah, of course. I'm not a terrible rubbernecker, though. Well, I'm not saying you're going to, you know, be arrested or anything. <laughs> I don't know that you're ogling. Yeah, I'm not an ogler. You know, but there's there's things to appreciate there. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I appreciate. Yeah, I've basically been castrated. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm, I am with my wife, and that I don't. It just doesn't even occur to me as an option anymore. Right. It's like a paintings I can't afford nor need nor want. Like I got a painting, the living room's decorated, I'm good. Well, it's like your whole bread basket story from uh the restaurant when they bring you the bread basket. The yeah. Girl, and and you don't even look at her. Nope. <laughs> and she's not even my wife is way cool. Like I said before, I could go to a strip bar, go do all the single things that all of my friends do. I don't need to call, come home. Nothing. Right. She trusts me, and I've never given her a reason not to trust me. Okay. But if you're single and you're at this event, you will have a much better time than I did. I was purely under the food and the lines so, and the parking. So all the pretty girls are going to Burger Fest, huh? In dress to the nines. Wow. Yeah. Never would have thought of that. So my, my sister's down there with her husband and their friend, and they're off doing their thing, and, and they're great. They're great people. They're having a good time. It's my wife and myself. We're great. We're great people. But like I said, they've got this rift. Yeah. So now there's like this weird flow to try to navigate this, this mosh pit of a burger festival. <laughs> and I, and I, don't, I don't even know how to navigate. You know, I guess bottom line, I'm married to my wife. I know why my wife's upset. I understand why my sister's upset. And it's not that I don't want to take a side uh, because I want my wife to feel like I'm always on her side. Yeah. It's my sister. Yeah. I don't know how to, I would do that. I, uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a, quite the shit pickle you got yourself into there. No, no, no. You don't get to do that. I want to know. What do I do? What do you do? God, man, I'd be panicking. I don't know what the fuck I would do. Okay. Step one, panic. <laughs> panic. <laughs> yeah. Step two, run for the hills. Okay. Step three, stay there for a while. So leave my wife for a while. <laughs> and your sister. And my sister. Isolate. <laughs> leave everything behind for a while, man. Okay. Yeah. You know, just try to pack some uh, canned goods. Try to wait it out as long as you can. You legitimately have no advice. I legitimately have no... I, what am I fucking... There's a reason I'm single. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, honestly, I, I would think that you kind of do have to go a little... Oh man, because you just told me your sisters listen to this now. Oh, my sisters listen. They're there, yeah. and that's good. I'm thank thank you for listening to my show. <laughs> yes, thank you. However, you're not going to like me right now. So I got to say, you got to go more with your wife. That uh, you kind of pledged your uh, kind of pledged your undying love to her, and I do love her. Yeah, and you intrinsically love your sister because she's blood. She's your sister. Love my sister. Yes. Um, hate fighting. Is it something stupid where they're both wrong? It is absolutely not stupid. It is something serious and legit. Mm-hmm. Now, I know stupid. in your head of heads, it's kind of like, remember, was it a cut scene from Pulp Fiction where she says, Elvis of the Beatles? You can love both highly, but at some point, you got to pick Elvis of the Beatles. Now, you and, your, and you don't have to say it on the show, but in your head... You know that one of them's Elvis, and you know that one of them's the Beatles on this particular beef that they're having. Honestly, I can tell you, and it's not that I don't want to tell uh, our listenership, but it's not really my story to tell. I can tell you that they legitimately, uh, if you were to view it from their their side of the fence, mm-hmm. have very good reason why each of them are upset. Okay. But it's, it's sort of like this. So you have a Mexican standoff then? In a weird way. It would be like... I want to go, uh, let's put it into a little bit different, uh, let's say we were going to throw a party okay. and I forgot to book where we were going to have the party and your job was to bring the food and you didn't and we're both mad at the other person. Oh, so we both fucked up. We did. 
Yeah, we both fucked up. Right. And I think the two of us would be able to look at each other and go, we fucked up. Maybe. Maybe we could. You know, it depends on how near and dear you felt like that balance is. And they are close friends, like bestie friends, like take three days off to celebrate their birthday and go to each other's doctor's appointments and get each other their favorite coffees and share clothes and... And, you know, I mean, like best friends, best mm-hmm. friends that are such best friends that when most of the things they don't do for one another don't happen, other people are like, why is that a big deal? Right. But to these two chicks, big fucking deal. Well, someone's going to have to extend the olive branch. Well, they don't extend olive branches. You know what they do? They send like a very charged, like, why didn't you bring the fucking food email? You know you should have brought the fucking food email back with another charged response, right? Like, like why didn't you book the fucking venue? <laughs> it's just, and, and, and it's not that they can't get past it. It's that they both want to, I think they both want to be acknowledged. Yeah. They want to be like, you know, I, I know that whatever's happening for you is tough, and this is happening for me, and it's tough, and... Both of them have like different needs that are, have, have the same amount of weight in them. And it just, the balance just never moves. The scale just never moves. They both have the same amount of chips on the table. And then there's me in the middle, like, I love my sister. <laughs> I love my wife. And we have a crazy close family, as you've seen. Yes. You know, there's so many of us. We're like, the expectations we have of one another are almost unrealistic, as that's how close of a family we are. All right. So, ladies, I know you're both listening to this show. Fucking work it out, all right? You're tearing this guy apart down the middle. Now it's seeping onto not just his show, but my show as well. I have to hear about how the two of you are fucking bickering and arguing like a bunch of kids. Fucking work it out. Your best friends, get it done. Extend olive branches, validate each other, get it done. So uh, I did that on Saturday and did the burger thing. What did you do on Sunday? I had a fucking crazy Sunday. Well... I had a crazy hour okay. on Sunday. So I'm sitting out on my deck, just kind of catching some sun, got my shirt off, waiting for a uh, buddy. He's about two hours out. He's got some errands to run, and we're going to grill out on my deck. Enjoy, enjoy the sun, and then catch one of our favorite shows after the sun goes down. And so as I'm killing time, I'm... Uh, Pre-starting the pasta salad, because that's a cold salad, so you got to get that started. So I'm boiling the noodles, and as uh, the noodles are boiling, I go outside, and I'm talking to my dad on the phone, and I go out on the deck to have a cigarette, and I'm drinking a beer, and I see this drifter coming from the woods. Now, Jim, you have recently been to my house. Yep. Apparently, I do a shitty job of painting the picture of my house, so I'm going to let you paint the picture of my house to these folks well he lives in a uh, so he lives very it's a suburban ranch basically right on the cusp of a suburb so it's just before you start getting to like agricultural property and he's on a think of it sort of like a house um up in the hills and up in the woods so he's about a i don't know what would you say about an eighth of a mile off off a major roadway yeah yeah about an eighth of a mile but it's all manicured, right? The whole, pretty much the entire lot, besides the woods, is manicured. Yeah, yeah. Because you share it. One of the reasons you're getting such a great deal on this uh, isolated property is because you share it with half of the acreage with a landscaping company, right? Right, right. Uh, yeah, and the owner owns the house of the lands. He, lo- he owns the business and the house. And the house is badass. Yeah. How would you describe the house? Um, it has every amenity. It's got a hot tub. It's got a swimming pool. It's got multiple decks. It's a walkout. It's got a tuck under garage. It's got tons of manicured landscape to, uh, like big grumpy's big into disc golf. Yeah. It's at least five solid throws to the road. Yeah. Got a, got a cow on the property. Oh yeah. Yeah. A brownie. Brownie. Brownie's on the property. Although I didn't get to see brownie. Yeah, Brownie, uh, I think she was in her little brownie shed. But it's not, um, like, you wouldn't see it from the road, and if you didn't know where to stop on the road, you'd drive by it a hundred times. You'd drive by it every time. Yeah. Every time. Secluded. Yes. And so then we've got the sunroom and basically windows all along the front half 
a whole front side. It's basically windows. It's like a seventies. What like the way you saw the house in in in? It's like a Hollywood Hills house, really. It's just like you yeah, said, kind of. Yeah, it like, presents to a view. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, oh, what's the character, the Josh Hartnett character? I think kind of like his house in uh, Virgin Suicides, kind of almost. Okay, so all ten of us that saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shit. So, um, so yeah, like that house. So, but the key thing is here, like Jim said, if you don't know where to go, you are going to miss this house every, every time. fucking time. Yep. Now I'm out there smoking a cigarette, and I see this guy drifting through the uh, commercial part of the property. Um, through the landscaping business, and I figured it was just one of the landlord's minions. So they're always out there, and sometimes they'll come up and just say, hey, can you turn this water valve off for an hour while we do something? That sort of shit. And I'm looking closer. This guy's got a backpack. This guy clearly looks like a fucking drifter. Mm-hmm. I look even closer. He's got no fucking shoes on. Yeah, that'd be a big clue right there. Yeah, so... Whew. At um, this point, I'm debating, do I keep my dad on the phone in case guns or shots are fired? My dad can bear witness to me getting murdered? Hmm. Mm. Or should I keep my phone available in case I need to make an emergency call? I choose the latter. Plus, probably not a good idea to have your father hear you get killed. Yeah, it, it may be an extreme. That's how, that's how many guests they get. Like, this is his immediate reaction to anyone coming up to the house is, I'm probably going to be murdered. Yeah, because no one <laughs> fucking finds our place. So we're, you know, we're, we're used to our exclusion. And so I hang up the phone, and this kid couldn't have been, couldn't have been older than 21, 22 tops, tops. Just comes rolling up. Hey, I just walked through the woods. And I'm gonna tell you straight up, man. I'm a bit of an asshole. I'm a bit of an asshole. I got kicked out of my buddy's car. On the side of the road, you got kicked out of your buddy's car. Yeah, because I fucking lost my temper. And he threw me out. Well, that's cluing me in a little here. So he's right underneath me because I'm on the deck, and he is down by the garage. What do you call it? Tuck-in garage? Or yeah, what? he's probably a full story shorter than you. Shorter than me. So I'm looking, I'm looking down on him, and he's just, can you please help me? I'm just trying to get home. Describe this person for me. I need a visual. Okay. Um, so, the, okay so he's wearing dark jeans, socks. Skinny, mm-hmm. uh, wearing just this kind of tore up hoodie, and he's got this giant bag. One strap is, is frayed off, so he's just holding it by the one strap. Okay. Uh, short black hair. Um, is he tall? Roughly my height. Okay, so he's about six feet. Roughly six foot to six foot two. Okay. And you know, handsome, handsome young guy. Clean cut. Clean cut tats. I do find tats later. Okay, is he Caucasian? Caucasian. All right. And so there's just something seemingly not right about this kid because he's visiting. He's visiting. <laughs> we don't get visitors. <laughs> yeah. So just like, what's going on there, young drifter? <laughs> so he, um, so he says, you know, can I come up? Can I come up? Look, you can look in my backpack. You can just look look in my backpack, please. I, I won't I won't hurt you. I won't any. Of the, and I said, "All right, look, come on up, kid." But you're leaving your fucking backpack down there. You're not you're not fucking bringing your bag up here. Those are your boundaries for someone who shows up, eh. who de- declares they're an asshole immediately eh. and has no shoes on. Eh. Just leave the bag, kid. Just leave the bag, kid. You're feeling confident, I think. <laughs> Well, if we go back to earlier in the week, apparently I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah, you're feeling confident, feeling good. I wouldn't say, yeah. Apparently, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in my my element right now. Apparently, well, you didn't tell him to fuck off. I did not tell him to fuck off. So he comes walking up, and he's just, <sighs> just nonstop, just heavy breathing. So I'm like, okay, dude, do you need water? Yeah, yeah, water would be great. Okay, I'm going to go get you 
some water. All right, just do you want a cigarette? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, I had menthol and regulars. I, I smoke regular, but I somehow ended up with a pack of menthol over this last week somehow. Klepto, yeah. No, 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 not so much. Somebody just left a pack of cigarettes? Yeah. Nice one. Okay, keep yeah. going. So, um, so I'm like, menthol, none. He chose the menthol. Okay. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of a, All right. yeah, All see right. where I'm going with this? Yep. So he, uh, so I go in to grab him his, uh, his water. At this point, I had forgotten about my fucking noodles. <laughs> They're still boiling. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, turn those off, get them off the heat. But I don't, I don't have time to strain them because I got to tend to my guest. <laughs> A drifter, really. My drifter. Got to tend to my drifter. Mm-hmm. So I go out there and hand drifter uh, the water. And he's smoking. And I was like, all right, man, I can't drive you home. I'd offer to give you a ride home, but I can't because, and I point to my beer that I'd only drinking half of. And I said, you know, kind of been drinking. And he's like, well, is that your first beer? It was. But I said, nah, nah, man, I've, I've been going a little heavy today. I'm kind of bombed. Was Shouldn't it implied be you'd be taking him somewhere? Yes. How? Well, I missed him. Miss that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was like, well, I, do you need a taxi? Because basically, I think he wanted me to drive him up to like a gas station or drive him home. Okay, you didn't tell us this part because you you had kind of described him, right? And he he came up on you and he made requests of you right away after you when you guys initially talked. Or uh, what? He wasn't. He didn't ask me. Can Can you drive me home? Okay. I just said I didn't want to get. I didn't want to allow him to get to that point to feel comfortable enough to ask me for favors like that. So you sort of saw this guy roll up on you and you're like, whoa, oh, your friend kicked you out and you ran to my yard for help. Do you need a taxi? Right. And he's like, that would be great. Uh, I was like, can you pay for said taxi? Because he said, you know, I don't, I don't have my phone on me or run out of charge or some shit like that. So, okay, well, cool. So you, you, don't, you don't have shoes Someone at this point, can this kid pay for his cab? And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. I can pay for my cab. So, okay. So give him his water. He's drinking. And he's like, he's like, dude, let me just pay you for your courtesy for being so nice. I'm like, no, no, seriously. Just we're going to call you a cab. Let's get you the fuck home. Let's take care of that. Let's just let's let's do this. So I'm calling the taxi service, and they're a bit they're a bit difficult to deal with sometimes. They can take a little while to get to you. Uh, they clearly know my name. I've used them before. They should know the address that it's pick up at. No, instead they make me repeat my address oh ten or so times. So he could memorize. So it. So he can memorize it. <laughs> right. They make me repeat my phone number oh ten or so times. So he can memorize it. He's already at your house, dude. <laughs> he doesn't know the name of the road, though. So, okay. I can't, I'm not going to tell you the name of the road that I live off of. That's probably good. But it does you know, sound like somewhere where a person wouldn't want to go. Mm. Um, within, if you got to rest, you know, say you got to rest. This isn't somewhere you want to go. Um, you don't live on Skid Row. You live in a really nice, expensive right, little right. area. Right, right. But the name of the road refers to part of uh, the judiciary system. Right. And so as I'm saying this, the kid, all of a sudden, I can see his eyes just dilate. And, okay, so at this point, I don't know if I've already told you this or not. So he sees me with my shirt off as soon as he walks up on the deck. He just makes himself at home. He takes his hoodie off. Kid's fucking ripped. Tats, uh, kind of has like the, one of those necklace style ones with some saying on it. Um, huge tattoo on the side of his torso of um, the outline of the state of Minnesota. Huge. Yeah. Overboard, yep. And um, I thought it was a cool idea. I, I kind of like the Minnesota pride you guys have out here, but I don't get tattoos. So uh, so this kid, you know, he's, he's, you know, I'm sitting out there with like the dough of my chest hanging out. <laughs> like, <laughs> so this kid, I don't want to get this kid to get too freaked out because he could probably do some damage to me. 
um, just hand to hand. I might get one or two good ones in on him, but I think he could kill me. You're naturally suspicious of almost everything, so. Yes, so. Um, and so is this kid at this point. He hears the name of my road, and he starts freaking out. So I get off the phone, and he's just like, what was that? What was that? I was like, I was just telling the dispatcher my address. Dispatcher? Oh, my God. You called. Was that the cops? You were on the phone with the cops, weren't you? You were on the phone with the cops. Don't lie to me, man. Don't lie to me. I'm not lying to you. Not lying to you. I was on the phone with the taxi service. You're going to be fine. Don't mind me. I'm just taking a few notes because I'm going to save my questions so you don't lose your place. Okay. Keep going. So the kid then uh, calms back down for a second and he goes, okay. He pulls a 50 out of his wallet and he's like, I just really want you to take this. You've been really cool to me. I really want you to take this. I'm like, dude, I'm not taking your money. And he's like, no. I insist. Okay. <laughs> I like money. I like money. I like not getting punched over not taking money. All right. All right. You win. You win, young drifter. So I take the 50. I'm up 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. So at this point, drifter's like, hey, do you mind if I get changed? Like, well, it's kind of weird, but he's like, dude, my clothes are soaked. I just, I'm like, fine, go ahead. He's like, so he goes down, back downstairs to where his bag is, back down the deck, down the side of the hill there in front of the garage. No shit. Starts just throwing his clothes all over my driveway, strips down, bare-assed, on my driveway, fucking changes his clothes. I see him pull out of his bag, and I'm kind of looking in his bag at this point. I'm looking in there for a gun. I don't see one. This is good. And so, but he does pull out some fresh underwear out of a fucking fresh, like, he just got it from the store. Like, he's opening the plastic bag and pulling underwear out. And so I'm trying to keep him engaged. Like, I'm not watching him, obviously, but just, hey, uh, did you have a late night last night? Were you just out clubbing or something? Like, kind of just had a shitty night or something? What the fuck does that mean? I'm like, dude, I just, did you go out for beers or something with your friends? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't, dar- I don't drink unless I'm in a really dark place. Uh, I might actually start again today. What? <laughs> All right, mental note. Don't give the kid a beer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a law. Keep going. <laughs> well, he might be 21. <laughs> so, he, uh, so he gets dressed, and I'm like, so what do you do? And he's like, do you listen to podcasts any? You know, that's kind of something that I've been getting into doing. No, 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 no. I don't do that kind of stuff. The kind of stuff's kind of bullshit. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> kind of right. <laughs> so I won't convert this one into a listener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you win some, you lose some. Right. <laughs> and, uh, so he's like, no, man, I do Taekwondo. Like backflips, shit like that. I do fucking Taekwondo. And I'm like, yeah, you would. Mm. Fuck. Yeah. So he gets dressed, get him back up on the deck. And uh, we're just sitting there waiting for the cab. And he, uh, he hears a fucking truck go by. A truck on the road that connects to my house, the main road. And it makes like sort of like a type sound. Somehow he interprets this as that's a fucking helicopter. That's a fucking helicopter. There's a helicopter up there. That's a fucking helicopter. I I thought I trusted you, man. I thought you were cool. Dude, that's a fucking truck on the road. That's not a helicopter. That's a, listen here. And then another truck goes by. It's a truck. It's a truck. Calm down. Don't tell me to calm down. Don't tell me to calm down. You're lying to me. You're lying to me. I can see that you're lying to me. You called the cops on me. No, it wasn't a cop. You called a private investigator on me. And he's freaking out. He's freaking out. All I can say is, I assure you, it's a taxi that's coming. That's how I know you're lying because you keep repeating that you've got to tell. I can see this tell in your face. You're lying. I want to see your license, man. I want to see your driver's license. Let's stop and think... You're at my house. Right. You want to see my driver's... I kind of want to see your driver's license. (laughs) (laughs) 
but I can tell the kid's kind of tweaking. <laughs> and he said that he does have a uh, bit of a temper problem. And he did say he takes Taekwondo. And this kid has scratches. Like, all on, like it almost looks like, like he's been stabbed before. <laughs> so, uh, what, what, is would you, what is wrong with you? I have so many questions. Keep going. So I'm like, okay, dude. I'll get you my license. I show him my license. And he's looking at the picture, looking at me, looking at the picture, looking at me, looking at the picture, looking at me. Then he takes and he starts holding it close to his chest. And he's like almost just praying. And he's just, please, God, please, God, don't be the cops. Tell me, please, God, tell me you're telling the truth. Please, God, tell me he's telling the truth. Please, God. And he looks at the picture again. He looks at me. He's just like, hands me my license back. And he's like, okay. Okay, sorry about that. Sorry about that. And he gives me a hug. He's just like, I just thank you so much. You're trying to help me. Thank you for trying to help me. I'm like, it's all right, kid. You know, calm down. Just fucking, you know, you got to understand, I'm in a bit of a weird situation too. Uh, This weird kid just kind of comes up onto my property. tells me, uh, he's telling me some crazy story, how he walked five miles through the woods after his kid friend kicked him out of the car. Barefoot. Uh... You know, I'm 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 a little nervous too. I, I just want that fucking taxi to get here. He's like, I know, I know. Okay, dude, you've been so cool to me. So he opens up his wallet and it's just filled with hundreds. And he starts pulling all of them out, save one. And he's like, dude, I just want you to have this. I want you to have the thank you so much. I'm like, dude, I am not taking all of your fucking money. I'm not taking all of your money. So he starts putting more in, and then he hands me puts one of the hundreds in my hand. And uh, he easily taken out $300 for me. And he puts two of them back in his wallet and makes me hold on to the third one. Okay, so now we're up 150 Now we're up 150 Right on. So <laughs> uh, quickly, though, that goes back down to 50 because he goes, wait a minute. Why wouldn't you take the money? Why won't you take money? I knew it. You're a cop. God damn it. We're back here again. Back with the fucking cop shit. <sighs> All right, kid. Here. So I sat the hundred on the table. It was kind of windy out. So I put a pack of cigarettes on it so it wouldn't blow away. And I held out the 50. And I was like, I'm going to give this back to you. I'm going to give it all back to you. Tell you what. If I'm right and the tab does come, I will take that 100. If I'm wrong, you obviously, you, you take your hundred and use it to bail yourself out of jail. <laughs> and here's the 50. And he's like, no, fuck you, man. Fuck you. Fuck you. Leeches like you. It's leeches like you that make this world. No, fuck you, man. You keep that dirty money. You keep your dirty leech money. You keep that fucking money. Like, okay, back up 50. And then once again, he comes back down just... I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. You're just trying to help me out. I'm, I'm just so sorry, man. <sighs> he just throws the hundred back towards me. He's like, just take it. Seriously. Thank you. Take it. Like, okay. I don't. Yeah. All right. I don't want you freaking out on me again. Okay. You offer me money. Apparently I take it. Right. Back up 150. Beautiful. Now at this point, he's noticing that he, uh, the lack of shoes is really starting to kick in on him. And he's just, man, you know, my shoot, my feet, my feet, they're so sore. I just walked all this distance. Do you have any shoes I can have? That's bold. That's okay. a bold question. Okay. Um, I don't have a lot of shoes. But you are up 150. I am up 150, but I don't want that to go back towards shoes. Mm. You know, it's going to help with rent. Did you charge him for shoes? I didn't charge him for shoes. Oh, okay. So... I was just like, okay, all right, all right. You know what? I do have a pair. I've got this shit pair that I keep by the door from uh, wintertime when it was cold out. Just uh, that I'd slip on, go out, have a cigarette in. Soles are falling off of them. They're probably going to go in the trash anyway. So I was like, here, man, you can just wear these. Once a taxi comes, you know, you won't need them. You're in a taxi. So he's like, okay, okay. So he wore the shoes and then gave them back to you? We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. I have a lot of questions. For those of you listening that also have a lot of questions, I think I'm at 13 questions right now. <laughs> Keep going. 
Okay. So we're both uncomfortably waiting for the cab. And I'm looking down my driveway. So I'm just like, come on, get here, motherfucker. Get here, motherfucker. This is making him nervous once again. We go through the whole cop thing. You're lying to me. There's no taxi because you keep staring at your driveway. I'm like, yeah, dude, I keep staring at my driveway because I want this fucking cab to get here. Right. So, I, would, I would be the same way. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? All right, we're going to call the taxi. We're going to find out where he is. And here, here, you talk to them. I let him talk to the taxi service. And he, no shit, when they got on, he's like, this is a taxi service? Are you fucking with me? this really is a taxi service oh thank god man thank god okay so where's this taxi at and he's going on and obviously he doesn't know how to give them directions and obviously the taxi driver is getting lost because no one can fucking find the place unless i tell him how to fucking get there so I talked the taxi driver in and this is a very nerve-wracking probably five to ten minutes because this taxi driver i'm going with I have a dispatcher on the line with me that is telling, that is basically playing intermediary. She's the conduit between me and the driver. Sure. And this driver doesn't speak English very well. And so it's just taken forever to convey to him the exact things he needs to do to end up at my place. Mm -hmm. I get it. You know, okay. He doesn't speak. Okay. We're going to just be patient, but it's hard to be patient when you got someone kind of tweaking out next to you, but he does make it. And so we shake hands, say our goodbyes, and as he's saying goodbye, you know, he shows me some of his artwork. He does artwork. Apparently, he plays drums. He likes metal and jazz. And he uh, gives me his email address. I'm like, thanks, dude. Holy shit. You were so cool. Thank you for not calling the cops on me. I can't thank you enough. Look, here's my Gmail address. Um, just thank you. And so as he's walking down... Uh, towards the taxi from the deck he still has all of his shit thrown everywhere we're standing out there with <laughs> with our fucking shirts off and this taxi driver's looking like man i i don't know about this i don't know if i'm taking this guy or not well you guys are having a gay breakup yeah that's what it pretty much yeah, looks pretty like much looks like you've broken up with yeah. your cub yeah yeah it looks like the bear and the cub aren't getting along <laughs> <laughs> cab service is going to be rough for you for a little while. Yeah. They're going to be like, ooh, that address? I don't know. We're not uh, going there. It's going to be another domestic. <laughs> <laughs> so Kid cleans up his shit and uh, gets all of his shit in his bag. And then as he's doing this, oh, he's like, hey, you want an ashtray, man? Pulls out an ashtray from his bag. Random. I'm like, nah, don't really need one. Just want to see you get home. He's like, no, I insist, man. I don't need any more shit in my bag. I'm like, okay, once again, I don't want this to turn into the whole money situation. This situation. So, yeah, yeah. Thank you for the ashtray. He's like, you're welcome, man. Yeah, thank you so much. And I was like, by the way, keep the shoes. Oh, kept the shoes. Nice of you. Yeah, keep the shoes. Ashtray for shoes. You know, so, I mean, at this point, I'm down one shitty pair of shoes I was going to throw away. Yep. And I'm up $150 in an ashtray. Which is nice. And down a cigarette. And down two cigarettes. Yeah. Small price to pay. It was a good trade. It was a fair trade. So far. <laughs> Till we get to my questions. May I? Um, yeah. So finally, he does convince the taxi driver, you know, I have money. He shows him all the money he has. And at that point, taxi driver's just like, all right, let's do it. Well, part of the reason that that went down, as you said earlier, this person doesn't just need a ride like down the street. He's got like an hour and a half cab ride. Is that how far way. that is from my uh, Yeah, it's a haul. Pad? It's yeah. a haul. Yeah, because uh, like I'm on the east side, and isn't that all the way like on the what? Like I'm on what? North? You're, you're like on, it's almost, you're almost near Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm on like, the, what would you call that? The southeast suburbs? Yeah, you're kind of actually just south. You're just due south. south. Okay, yeah. and where is he going? He's going northwest. Northwest. Yep. So this is north of Minneapolis. I'm sorry, northeast. Excuse me, northeast. northeast. Closer to Wisconsin. Okay, so he's going closer to Wisconsin. Yes, he's going. Uh, okay, he's going. He's going enough of a distance that a cabbie wouldn't want to get stiffed or mm-hmm. get there and find out the dude doesn't have home, you know, any money. Yeah. So actually, dude was walking totally the wrong way when he came into my place because he was coming from the east. Yeah, I have lots of questions. All right, fire away. All right, starting in the beginning. Uh, the warning signs of him being paranoid about the cops. Did this not concern you at all? 
Like, why would a person be afraid of the cops if they had just get kicked out of a car from their friend? What do the cops had to do with it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I figured something was awry. But okay, so you just totally ignored that. Well, I didn't want to create a situation. I just wanted to get the kid the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, you already were in a situation. Right, I, and oh. I just wanted the situation to end very peacefully. Oh, because I forgot to mention at the beginning, he said nothing... Uh, there's only two ways things go down if the cops show up. People, there's only two ways people leave if the cops show up, in body bags or in handcuffs. Okay. Never has had, apparently, um, you know, gotten pulled over and had a cop say, you're free to go. <laughs> that's, a, that's a red flag. Yes, that is a red flag. Was it, in fact, the 50 that kept you from actually calling the police? No, it was the fact that he was standing right in front of me. Um, the whole time. The whole time. Okay. Who carries fifties? This was a fifty dollars bill. Who carries fifties? This was fifties. That, that was his only. That was the smallest bill. That's the why I think he offered that one up first. Okay. So when he opened up his wallet, that thing was just chock full of hundos. For those of you listening, even though Travis's house is kind of like at the precipice of rural property, it is by no means rural. No. No, I mean, no, you'd no. be hard pressed to not eventually run into somebody not needing to run five miles, right? It, but at the same time, it never fucking happens. And if I would have screamed, you know, in space, no one can hear you scream on my property. No one can really hear you scream either, especially on a Sunday with no businesses. None of the businesses that are by the place being open. I don't know, man. Five miles is a quite a distance, and he's going by crow, not by road. He's going through woods. Five yeah. miles is a long way to me. Keep in mind, though, this kid's kind of, he might have been, uh, I don't know if he had the exact barometer of how far he'd actually traveled. Which leads me to my next question. Were his eyes, in fact, dilated? They were big. Okay, what drug do you think he was on? Uh, hold on. Let's give our audience members a moment to guess. Okay, what do you think? Uh, first guess was LSD. Sec- really? Was he sweating? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, his clothes were so wet from sweat that he had to change out. Remember, he got buck naked? Yeah, because you don't usually sweat my, if it's On my molly. driveway. And as you know, with mushrooms, you don't really sweat. No. LSD could be a good call. Or um, speed. Speed. Or one of the speedy ones. Um, not coke. Um, he didn't have the coke syndromes. Mm-hmm. Uh, or symptoms, I should say. Um, possibly, was he, was he, possibly. Was his teeth going back and forth? Like, you know, no. like grinding your teeth? Okay, well, that's. I feel like, again, we're just narrowing, <laughs> trying to narrow it down. All right, so you think either speed of some type, which if he's not, you know. Yeah, he wasn't really grinding. Acid, though. Do people do acid anymore? I don't even know. That's the thing. Like, I have no idea. Pupil, pupils were dilated. Um, he didn't seem very comfortable in his own skin. So like maybe he was on bath salts. Maybe. Okay. Because that would explain the scratches. Um, do you find that you were pretty uncomfortable when you just decided to get naked in front of you? And wasn't there a boundary there for you personally? (laughs) I was more, because I play hockey, so I've been in locker rooms before. So I'm used to seeing naked guys. But for me, it was definitely, it was more of a what the fuck. Like, dude, you could have gone, you know, you could have gone anywhere other than like right in front of me to change. Right. This was in your driveway, this not was, a locker room. Yeah. This was my driveway, not a locker room. So it was very, I wasn't uncomfortable so much with the nudity so much as just the what the fuck are you doing in my driveway? Right. Like when I go to the dentist and they work on my teeth. Appropriate environment. Right. If I walk out my front door and someone's getting a fucking cleaning, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Did that hit you like that at all? Yeah. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Just just curious. Um, And he said he didn't drink, but then inferred that he might be a lethal weapon of some type. Right. That was probably... I mean, still no need to call for help or... I mean, he's afraid of the cops. He's paying you money. He's getting naked in front of you. He doesn't drink. He's all tatted up. He's scarred up, and now he's trying to tell you that he's, he's not to be trifled we- with. Yeah, yeah, that his, uh, his fists may, in fact, be registered weapons. But you've received $50, and he's in close proximity to you, so you're all in. I'm not done. I have more questions. All right. Did you accept payoffs? 
Did I accept payoffs? You accepted $100 and $50. Do you, in fact, feel as though you might have been paid off? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you're complicit in that. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, he, he bought my silence. Were you kind? Then again, yeah, I'm talking about it right now. So were, were you kind because of the money, or did you seriously think he was so messed up on drugs and with your recent yeah, tobacco, um, were you sympathetic? It was more the latter for me. Um, like I said, just because I'd been there before. And I got a feeling like when I was a kid, like I could have gotten myself in that situation too, where just you run into somebody, you know, you, you get marooned. I've been marooned before on hallucinogens. And, uh, yeah, when you finally find that help, you're like, oh, thank God. Now, I'm not so rich that I have hundreds on me where I can just pay someone off to be like, hey, shh. In this day and age when the cell phone doesn't work. Yeah. And you've got now, a lot and, of and, and at the time, And at that time, I did not have a cell phone. That's how long ago that was. Right. And, and he, but he has all these tools, and none of which work or are... Yeah. He'd be accompanied and he's afraid of the cops. Yeah. And it isn't until he asks you for a little ID that you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But then you go ahead and show him your ID. Yeah, he was fucked up. He's not going to remember. But you were worried about saying your address number of times over the phone? I mean, well, because he's, he, yeah, because he's psychosis is so weird. <laughs> well, he's seeing, I don't know. I just, I showed him my ID because I felt like I was a bit of a fucking hostage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I took the money because I felt like I was a bit of a hostage on my own deck. And you felt like he had stab wounds? It looked stabby or like cut. It was definitely cuts. Almost like Kruger had like taken his little Freddy claws and like gone over his arm just over and over. Mm. Okay. And when he left, were you both still shirtless? And did you in fact give him a bare chest chested man hug in front of the the cab driver during your gay breakup? <laughs> the bare chest bro hug happened before the cabbie got there. That was during one of his, I'm so sorry, man. You're being so cool to me. And that's when that happened. So it had to be weird. That was, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and the whole time, like, I'm just expecting to feel the knife go into my back when he's doing this. So, um, yeah, uh, Freaky. Um, And we were both shirtless when Cabby did show up. He put his shirt on. Yeah, when Cabby showed up, he he did put his shirt on eventually. But Cabby saw us shirtless, yeah, just standing on the deck. Nipple-to-nipple hugs don't happen very often. No, no. It's weird. It was very weird. Uh, Why did he think he was going to go to jail? Did you ever ask? No, because when I just tried prodding him on what he'd been doing the night before... That's when he got very self-defensive, remember? So I kind of knew, okay, I poked him, I prodded him in this direction a little bit. Clearly doesn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably smart not to. And in this case, ignorance is probably bliss. Okay, so I, I've got a note here. It says, go back to asking question number six. Again, why are you being so cool about all this? You're being threatened in your house by this crazy person. Once again, I mean, I'd been a kid before that had been in trouble and... You threaten common bystanders on oh, Sunday oh, afternoons? Oh, well, no, not like that. No, I, I definitely come across as much more docile. Right. <laughs> much more docile. Um, just, I know what it's like to be fucked up, and the last thing you want is for cops to come and put you in an environment, because jail would probably cause a bigger freakout and could potentially do long-lasting psychological damage to them, mm-hmm. whereas this could just be like a short-term Wow, you're really looking down the road on this whole thing. Okay. Uh, and he was talking to me about how his parents always betrayed him and fucked him over and this and that. And he was he was getting real sentimental. Like, during his sentimental phases, he was opening up. Um, so if you were able to go so many steps down his road as to making space for him in your life, did you ever go the other direction and consider what crime you're now an accomplice to? Yes. Okay, what crime do you think that would have been? Probably drug dealing of some sort. Mm, no, he doesn't have shoes. Shoes mm. are big. Yeah, I don't go anywhere without shoes. Yeah, same here. He has no shoes. I mean, unless I'm going to like some park event where you can kind of take off your shoes, but uh, in transit to said place, shoes. It's uncomfortable to walk across a concrete fucking parking lot without shoes. Oh, What's very- it like going through the woods? Oh yeah, yeah, and especially he was. I mean, he had socks on, so he had a little padding. 
No. Okay, so what crime? Um, I was I was scanning, you know, my phone a little bit while we were doing this. I'm just kind of curious if it was a murder or a kidnapping. You think he? You think he murdered someone? Well, he didn't have any blood on him, but no. uh, he was pretty shifty. Very shifty. He definitely probably had to fight. He would have had ripped clothes, maybe, or maybe maybe that's why he needed to change clothes. I don't know why he had a change of clothes on him. Like when I, you and I are traveling somewhere, and let's just say we get in a fight, I'm not loaded to bear with cash well, and an extra set of clothes. Well, maybe he, because obviously he doesn't live around my area, so maybe he has a friend out in my area. He packed a bag and stayed the night at his buddy's place Saturday night. I do this even to this day when I go to um, even Obi-Wan's house. I'll pack a bag. Mm-hmm. I'll pack a change of stuff. Okay. All right. Maybe. Maybe. Um, now, I never bring like a fresh thing of underwear, like literally out of the package. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So a as you're, strange. As you're rolling this around, you're starting to, to give these questions a little validity, I feel like. Um, okay. He gave you his email address. Did you reach out to him? Did not reach out to him. Should I reach out to him? I really feel like sleeping dogs, you know. Just That's the way I feel, too. Yep. That's the way I feel. Now, I got back on the phone with my old man after it had happened. Maybe this will tell you part of like, some of my personality. All he hears is, oh, cool, you're up 150. <laughs> That's kind of, and then he's like, I think you should shoot him an email, give him your address. Maybe you'll receive a care package with more money. It's optimistic. I'm like, no, I don't think that I I might receive a care package in the form of a bullet to the head. Yeah. Or questions from authorities. Yes. Because that doesn't feel, none of that feels right. None of it did feel right. But once again, I kind of felt like I was being essentially held hostage. Yes, you were uh, Misery. Is that what that movie is? Uh, where she takes him hostage? Too? Yes, but she takes him into her house. Right. Yeah. Did you feel like him at all? Like James Caan? Yeah. No, because I didn't, you know, I didn't have the whole... No, because it didn't go that far. So he wasn't like wild, crazy, where you just felt like you had to comply. Because that's how mm-hmm. she really kind of, you know, she dragged him out of the car and he was already beaten up and so on and so forth. Right. Totally different story. Totally different story. I was story. just trying to like the vibe. No, it was kind of, I don't want to say Mexican standoffish because, yeah. That would be it, racist, right? Well, that's the term. It's called a Mexican standoff. Isn't it just called a, because uh, there's a term for it uh, with the guns, they call it a. Mexican standoff. No, they don't. No, they don't. They call, That's what they call it. For sure. No, it's called a Mexican standoff. When you're gun to gun with someone, it's Mexican standoff. I know that's not right. Well, obviously we can't think of anything other than Mexican standoff for it, so. All right, fine. Have your standoff. <laughs> um, but it wasn't even so much uh, in my head. It wasn't just there were times where I felt, yeah, a little under siege. And then there were times where I felt, okay, okay, I shifted the power back. It's a little more equal here. I've got him calm. Well, you were up 150. Yeah. Yeah. When you're up 150, what's there to be upset about? Well, you know, other than potential of death. Did you uh, go on and have, uh, you had a guest over that night. Who came over? Uh, Obi-Wan came over. What was his take? Holy shit, you were up on 50. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. And Shorty, when Shorty got back, he's like, no way. I wish that was me that that had happened to. I'll bet. I don't usually have drifters give me a you know, $150 boost, but you did have to put up with a lot of shit, and you could potentially need legal protection. <sighs> yeah. And then at the same time, in the back of my head, too, like I can't help but think, man, I could have been up 350 if I would have just taken the money when he first threw it down. Well, such is life, you know, you take say what you get. Say lovey, say yeah. lovey. So, yeah, so um, uh, that was just weird. But And then Big Grumpy got back from Texas last night. Shorty's telling Grumpy the story of what happened. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. I wish that had happened to me. And in my head, I'm like, no, you guys don't. You don't really understand what happened. Like, all they're hearing is the 150, and I get that. That's all anyone's hearing at this point. They're just like, 150, 150, 150. I'm like, are we so broke? Yeah, like you're not. You're not. But hindsight, like I said, you probably are an accomplice of some type. You know. And we're going to put this on the radio? Well, I mean, it's random. They have very yeah. few 
other than a complete and total description of who you assisted, I feel like you're in the clear. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't know who I assisted. Well, let's hope you don't find out. Yeah, let's hope so. I was just trying to get a seemingly distraught kid back home. That's all I was trying to do. For $150 and a pair of shoes and an ashtray. Well, he got the shoes. Right. I mean, that was, yeah, right. That was a trade. Yeah. It's a good yeah. trade. It's a good trade for me, I yeah. think. I hope. Well, what else do you got for me? Anything? After that excitement, no. All right. Well, why don't we call it a ball? It's about an hour. People got shit to do. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. All right, man. You guys have a good week. Yeah. Take care. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast. Or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com, where you can view our complete list of social media. If you prefer to keep it simple, you can just email us at whenlifeattacks at gmail.com. Oh, great. Now we need a hostage. Okay. Uh... <laughs> you. All right, you're being held hostage, added to the schedule. Adapted adjustment. <laughs>